and you're listening to Dream Infringement. Dream Infringement on KSKQ, that is what your ears are listening to. We tell stories and play songs, it's only an hour long. Won't you stop and stay a while, we will possibly make you smile. That's right, and here at Dream Infringement, we like to play songs and tell stories. (laughs) I almost said play stories and tell songs. That's not right. Reverse that. That's what we do. We play songs and tell stories based on a weekly theme, and if you guessed this week's theme is cats, then you would be correct. Bobby and I just adopted a kitten, well, several weeks ago, Um, although it feels like he's been with us forever, and Jennifer has had two cats for quite some time, so we thought, what better way to pay homage to our furry feline friends than to have an entire episode based on them. So to kick things off, we're going to hear a little bit from Jennifer. Jennifer, take it away. I walk around my neighborhood a lot, like a lot, a lot. And so I've become like very involved in the lives of the neighbor cats. There's a cul-de-sac next to me and there are two cats. The first one is Miss Kitty. She has just a lot of kind of strange markings that are also vaguely Siamese. And so she always came up to me and was like super friendly. And I noticed what was interesting is if one of the neighbors would drive up, like her ears would go back and she'd like kind of run a little ways up the driveway. And I was like, good grief. Like what has that neighbor done? Because like this cat does not like this person. And then eventually I saw the owner out and she has a bunch of other cats, but they're always like in the garage and the garage is kind of there. It's not chicken wire. It's a little bit bigger than that, but it's kind of like walled off. So the cats can see out, they can get fresh air, but they can't leave the garage. And I call it kitty prison. And there's always like, there's a lot of cats in kitty prison because she has six cats altogether. But like Miss Kitty is sometimes allowed out. And I was like, how do you make that decision? Like, what? why this cat, not any of the others? And it turns out that Miss Kitty is just older and she doesn't stray. And so she can be trusted. And then she'll like walk in front of the other cats and assert her freedom and independence. So I was talking to the owner and Miss Kitty just is like lying at my feet and rolling around and purring and winding around my legs. And the owner was just like, we don't think she's a very nice cat. Like, she's got attitude. And she was just, like, perplexed. Like, I did not realize that she was friendly with strangers. I like cats, but I'm by no means, like, the cat whisperer. She just was sweet. And so I petted her, and she reciprocated. And so me and Miss Kitty, are we're solid friends now. I told the owner about Miss Kitty's reaction to the neighbor, and she said that someone who lived at that house, she was pretty sure, had killed one of her cats but this was prior to Miss Kitty moving in but it seemed like somehow that knowledge was communicated either that or like the new neighbor who lives there also hates cats but like she definitely knew like that that house was a bad house but that was interesting and so a few houses down is this three-legged cat that's like so skittish and 
I was always intrigued, like, what happened to his leg? Why is he like this? Why is he so skittish? And I one day walked by and the owners were outside and I learned so much information about things I did not know of before, which is this particular neighbor. She breeds bearded dragons. They eat this specific kind of uh, roach and they're not like our regular roaches, like they're slightly different roaches. And due to COVID, there's like a specialty roach shortage. And like the roaches go for, I think it's like five for a dollar. And so she has like a roach colony that she breeds and then sells to some of the local pet stores. And I was like, that is such an unusual side hustle. And she said the pet stores said that her roaches seem nicer than some of the other ones. Like, I don't know what makes a nice roach, but apparently that is a, is a thing. Then I asked about Jasper and I found out why Jasper is so skittish. So he got, first he got hit by a car and like he broke, I think his pelvis and like it was very traumatic. He was like a week in the hospital. Then a little bit later, he was still four-legged they had a malfunctioning garage door. Ooh, I know. Ooh. So he lost the leg and some of his tail. Ooh. Another week in the hospital. And then he had some sort of kidney thing later. And so another week in the hospital. So Jasper's like had a time of it. So what was interesting is some talking to the owners and like Jasper comes up and he stares at me. And one of the kids picks him up and they're like, talking to him and playing with him. I didn't have any interaction with Jasper. But the next time I walked around the block, Jasper started meowing at me and he came within 10 feet. And I was like, progress, because normally I would be 50 feet away and he was like off. So the next day I come around, three feet, three feet. Like he kind of even smells me, but he's just not feeling it. So a day or two go by and I come around again and a year to the day of me like first seeing Jasper, meeting Jasper, I was allowed petting privileges. He let me pet him and I was like absolutely excited about that. But then I had this dilemma because Miss Kitty is like four houses down and I made this horrible mistake. So I pet Miss Kitty first. Then I walked over and pet Jasper, and he was so upset. He hissed at me, and then he was like, okay, you can pet me. But then he, like, hissed again and kind of batted at me. Claws in. Like, it was a warning. He was just like, I don't like this. I don't want to hurt you, but I will hurt you if you pet me with your stinky Miss Kitty cat hands. Like, you need to leave. And so a few days later, I was in the cul-de-sac again, and so I made sure and pet him first, and he was okay with that. I think he's, in general, just a little bit of a feistier cat, like a little bit more temperamental. I was just really intrigued that his attitude towards me would change so completely after he observed me having a conversation with the owners. It wasn't like I went inside the house. It wasn't like I interacted with him. But he saw the owners talk to me and decided I was no longer a threat. It's just I didn't know cats processed things like that in that way. But I just, it's weird to say, but like after the whole cancer thing and like the mastectomy thing, 
I just really wanted the three-legged cat to be friends with me. I felt sympathy, like, oh yeah, you too, life, right? Man, you know, but we're still kicking, right, Jasper? So those are some of the stories of my wanderings and neighborly interrogation. Um, We have a neighbor that owns a few semi-feral cats, and so our beat is patrolled by a cat named Swirly. Well, Swirly does mice, Mabel does like baby snakes, but we had a mouse problem and Swirly, I mean, he really fell down on the job. So I'm gonna have to make, you know, a customer service complaint to the cat bureau because, you know, it's really a matter of quality control now and I feel like he's slipping, you know, on the job and uh, maybe they need to, to talk to him and, and let him know that, um, yeah, we're not going to stand for this. We're in his neighborhood. Like, we're not in Stan's neighborhood. We're in your neighborhoods, really. Like, you need to get to getting on this mouse thing. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. This song is by Emily Mover, and it's a cover of the song The Wanderer. Oh, well, I'm the type of girl who will never settle down. Where pretty girls are, well, you know that I here with my son Weston and we're going to talk about Nikola Tesla. Now Weston do you know who Nikola Tesla is? He's the guy that married a pigeon and discovered the power of electricity. (laughs) Um, Partially right. He I don't know that he he made it legal with the pigeon but he did fall in love with a pigeon that may be one of the slightly lesser known um, facts about (laughs) Nikola Tesla. Um, But yes, you're right. He did discover electricity. But did you know that it was his cat that helped him discover electricity? Uh... I'll take that very long uh, as a no. Well, it's true. He had a cat named Macaque while he was growing up, and he loved that cat. In fact, he once wrote that Macaque was the finest of all cats in the world. Macaque followed wherever Tesla went. He wrote it's because of their mutual love and the Macaque's desire to protect Tesla. They lived for one another. I like that it says the Macaque. That's very stately. Yeah, Stadley's the word we're looking for. (laughs) They would run around together. They would play together. They had a ton of fascinating and lovely moments together. Macaque's favorite was to roll on the grass with Tesla. While they were doing that, Macaque bit and clawed and purred in rapturous pleasure. And so did Tesla. And Macaque was the inspiration of Nikola Tesla's inventions. Here's the moment described by Tesla, the experience with his cat macaque, which made him realize the existence and wonder of electricity. He wrote, In the dusk of the evening, as I stroked macaque's back, I saw a miracle that made me speechless with amazement. Macaque's back was a sheet of light, and my hand produced a shower of sparks loud enough to be heard all over the house. His father answered him, This is nothing but electricity, the same thing you see through the trees in a storm. Tesla was thinking abstract 
Lee, even he was only three at the time, and he came up with the question, is nature a gigantic cat? He concluded, if nature is a gigantic cat, only God can be stroking her back. Wow. Um, yeah, trees are its paws and the earth is its face. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe the earth is a cat. So that is what we know about macaque. The cat behind understanding electricity, which will lead to numerous Nikola Tesla inventions later on. Thanks for um, helping me with this story, Weston. My pleasure. This treasure's my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we're going to play a song that I think is really sweet. Um, It's from the perspective of a cat. And it's called Plea from a Cat Named Virtue, and it's by The Weaker Thens. Rock on to this song. Why don't you ever want to play? I'm tired of this piece of string. You sleep as much as I do now and you... So I need to rectify something I said earlier, and I think you might know what that is. All you people who were yelling at your radios, Nikola Tesla didn't discover electricity, that was Benjamin Franklin! I acknowledge this, and as soon as I was done recording it, I was like, something just doesn't sound right. And and you know what, uh, person yelling at your radio right now about Benjamin Franklin, you might be right, but you also might be wrong, because... Um, We attribute the discovery of electricity to Benjamin Franklin when, in fact, there was a scientist who was electrocuted before Benjamin Franklin. He was from France, and his name was Thomas Francois de Alibard, and he did the same experiments before Franklin did it. So you tell me who discovered electricity, Um, and I, I will be... Uh, telling my son too because we're homeschooling him and these are things uh, he should know however here's a little bit more about electricity and I know that this is really getting off track from our theme of cats but you asked for it (laughs) you did Um, the father of electricity is Michael Faraday so there's a lot of um, a lot of stuff going on in the scientific electrical world with Thomas Edison, Nikola Tesla, the electricity wars, just all all of that. So we'll have to save all of those stories for another day. And um, thank you for listening. I hope that this has calmed you down, uh, knowing that I corrected myself. <laughs> I don't know. Just Just let's move along. Moving along. Jennifer here. And I'm so pleased to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, which is my cats. So I have two cats named Nico and Quinn. They are both short hair tuxedo cats, short haired, haired tuxedo cats. This is the first time that I have been a cat owner and I've had Nico for 14 years and Quinn for 10. The story of Nico is that I lived with a mom and daughter duo and the daughter was always rescuing stray and lost animals. At the time they had three cats and two dogs and it really felt like a lot in the house. It was a little, a little overwhelming. 
um, when the daughter brought home this little black and white flea infested kitten she had gone to the post office and there were two guys that she described as looking gangster uh, trying to give away a kitten because they were moving they said it was a nice cat and so if she came home with him we thought it was a boy for a while I was really irritated because we had rescued a kitten a few weeks before and her sister had taken it home uh, because the mom and daughter were like oh we can't possibly have another animal in the house and here was another animal in the house and <laughs> so I was a little irate and so when she asked me if I thought the kitten was cute I said I thought it was ugly <laughs> because when I read the next paragraph it might explain my moodiness I had just gone through a horrific breakup so I was always in a good mood and it hit hardest at nights that's when I used to talk to my boyfriend I decided well maybe a cat companion would make it better cat number one carrot out because he was very violent and I was terrified of him Arwen was this beautiful long-haired cat she was very sweet but she expressed her love by leaving enormous hairballs on my bed or on the floor just where you'd step on them in the middle of the night so I kicked her out Vicky the next cat was very very old and she liked to sleep with her feet digging into your back all night long and that was not so pleasant so I, I was left with the kitten decided to give the kitten a try since I'm the Goldilocks of cats apparently and the kitten curled up she was completely non-problematic and she just started hanging out in my room all the time like I instantly became her human eventually I did move out um, I did try and give her back to my roommate who avoided my calls because <laughs> she didn't want the cat back because in principle I am a commitment phobic person who forgot that I was commitment phobic and adopted a cat and then remembered it so I eventually accepted my fate <laughs> as a cat owner and we bonded Quinn someone just dumped her off in a parking lot and so every time I went to that building I could hear her sad meows constantly through the walls which should have tipped me off if you can hear a cat <laughs> from the outside to the inside she's she's gonna have a she's gonna have a voice on her I couldn't take it like the guilt was too much for me and so I just brought her home okay it's possible it's possible I might have stolen someone's kitten but she was dirty flea infested and hungry she didn't seem like she had a home and I did post on Craigslist and I figured that was enough I felt less guilty I was thinking about taking her to cats or the Humane Society and I just you know never got around to it for a decade Nico at first didn't want anything to do with Quinn she hated her and Quinn would wait till Nico was asleep and then she would like sneak and curl around her and then Nico would wake up with this expression like the kitten is on me get it off get it off get it off but Nico misses Quinn when she's not here she kind of likes being irritated she likes swatting her in the head she's very upset when she can't boss around her younger obnoxious sibling Nico is a very very quiet cat she rarely meows she makes the motion of meowing but there's no sound Nico is not quiet when shoved into a cat carrier and put in a car then she howls like she's being murdered it's actually kind of hilarious she isn't super cuddly and she likes me but she's not that social with other people 
and she's just very bossy and she's very clear about communicating what she wants she'll stand in front of you look at the thing look at you look at the thing look at you and and her ears are kind of like mood rings you know what's going on and what's happy not happy like she's just everything about her communicates what's happening and she's like very tidy her one big issue is that she wants to groom you like she could look a hole in your arm probably if you'd let her and so sometimes she even over grooms Quinn and Quinn gets all feisty and I'm like Nico see no one likes this no one likes this when you do this but she won't listen to me Quinn is kind of a contradiction in that she's like very skittish and very brave when I walk across the room she freaks out like I'm going to stab her and like runs and hides under the bed but like in 4th of July, when the firecrackers go off, she's usually at the window to see what's going on. She sits at the window and hisses at anyone that gets too close or comes in. But after about five minutes, she's like walking all over them, falling asleep in their lap because she actually really loves people. She's very sensitive and she gets upset and hurt feelings. Like if you yell at her or tell her no. And she has a bit of a whiny meow. She's very gentle. I mean, both my cats are really good about not biting or clawing or being aggressive. Like, I hate when you're petting a cat and it seems like everything's going well and then suddenly they're just like, and they try and like maim you. Quinn is very hyper um, and she's just in general a very smelly cat. Just like everything about her. Um, but she does like to hang out and be involved and I think her biggest fear is being left out. And I'm glad that they have two different personalities. Two Quins would be too much, but two Nikos would be like not enough cuddling. Though I think Nico would cuddle more if Quinn isn't there. Like sometimes Nico will seek me out, but if she sees the other cats there, she like gets a look of disgust and literally stomps off. Like I am tainted. She does not want pets from me because ugh, like <laughs> such disdain. But I like the balance, the calm cat, the cuddly emotionally one, and they give me a definite sense of security and a sense of not being alone, especially, you know, if I'm having panic attacks, it's really calming to pet a cat. It's very rhythmic. They purr. A lot about that is like de-escalating. I definitely believe in therapy animals, so it makes my home feel homey. They're quirky and fun and sweet, and I feel like they really enrich my life, so I'm glad to be a cat owner. This song is called Clementine by Sarah Jaffe, and there's really no reason that I'm playing it except that I heard it the other day and I thought it sounded cool, which is really reason enough. listening to KSKQ 89.5 FM in Ashland and 94.1 FM in Medford and if you're just tuning in you're listening to Dream Infringement this week our theme is cats so we're all sharing our personal stories about cats and playing songs that we like that may or may not have to do with cats so stick around for the rest of our show Okay, so this is the story of how we adopted our cat Spock. Okay, so we were trying to find time 
to drive two hours to a special place where you could adopt kitties. Do you remember what that place was called, Weston? Saving Grace Pet Adoption Center. Yeah. And, um, and they stopped adopting cats for the day at 4.30. And what time did we show up at Saving Grace Adoption Center, Emily? I think it was like 4.15. Yeah, so we had 15 minutes, nay, 10 minutes to select our cat out of the litters upon litters of cats that were available. And um, we came across a cat that was just like, I hate you guys. I oh, hate yeah. you. Yeah. And I, if we got him, I would name him Chester. Yeah. So we, we saw one cat that actually looked really pretty, but he definitely was not the cat for us. He seemed very put off by just people in general. Um, but then we moved on to another cat within this 10 minutes, mind you. Uh, that definitely seems like he would be a good fit. Do you want to tell us what that kitty cat sounded like, Indy? I, I do. You want to give us the sound that, that the cat makes? He, he makes Very good. He, he makes a sound yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what he, that's the sound he made. And, um, and so we, we took him out of his little house and the boys got to hold him. How'd you feel when you held him? I held him, I like, I was, I felt, I felt like I was shot by a laser of love. That's a beautiful way. How did you feel when you held no, the kitty no, cat? No, no, I don't want to. It's still very fresh in Indy's mind. He's a little sensitive to the whole experience. I'll tell you how I felt. I felt like he was just the chillest cat. I held him for a very long time in my arms before he started getting a little antsy. Antsy. And um, he had a cute little, like, half mustache. Yeah. Which, which was intriguing. Kind of has this Poirot-looking He would face. be a great high society guy. He's, yeah. he's definitely a high society tuxedo cat, actually. He's a tuxedo. Yeah. And so, the, the person who was helping us pick out cats um, promptly reminded us that we only had five more minutes left to select the cat. And we quickly said, this is the cat that we want. His name was Jacques at the, at the, uh, you know, at the adoption center. That's Jacques with a J. And, uh, we changed his name. What did we change it to, Weston? Spock. Why Amazing. We... Why did we change it to that? Yeah. He kind of had a Spock face, like... Yeah, but there's another cat that really looks like Spock. Yeah. The elf cat. Yeah, yeah, that's on. That's another story. That's another. another we'll save that for another, another episode. Another mistake of the future. <laughs> so, um, how would you say our new cat Spock has changed your life? Oh me? Yeah, Weston. How would you say that Spock has changed your life since we got him? He just like, whenever I wake up, I'm like. He has healing powers in his purrs and his meows. Mm -hmm. Emily, how has he changed your life? Um, well, my knees are just completely scratched up. My knees. Um, but aside from that, he's very, very sweet. He loves to cuddle up under my chin and purr. I agree with you, Weston. He has healing powers. 
and um yeah he's just he's very confident he's a very confident kitten yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's Hold not on, too needy my, my and indy indy how do you feel about spock he's a good kitty i feel great about spock i i would have to say that i really i really like the joy that spock has brought into our home because he does funny things and he's a little spastic sometimes and the way he plays with just like folded up a folded up piece of tape <laughs> makes me feel inspired to find joy in those kinds of weird small things it's, myself he provides just enough chaos to uh, for it to be enjoyable but not so much that we're like ah. yeah yeah that's true i was spock this is the Castillo family signing off. Explanation, she'll just tell you that she came in the air of the cat. You just heard Al Stewart's Year of the Cat, which I would like to dedicate to our new cat, Spock, and also to my father, Steve. You've heard him on the radio before. Um, he would play this album on Sunday mornings and it always made me feel sad and nostalgic so I'm glad that I was able to feel those feelings again. All right on with the show! It's a brand new game show that no one ever asked for called Guess Why My Cat Is Meowing! I will play you some meows. I will lay forth a few different scenarios. And we'll see if you can match up the meow to the situation. The scenarios are jealousy, random petting, and fighting for the good spot on the couch. Which is which? Sample one. Sample two. Sample three. Okay, it's time to place your guesses. Meow one, jealousy, petting, fighting for the couch? What could they be? We'll give you a moment to figure it out. I think that it should be pointed out that I'm I'm new to this whole cat uh, language game. So, so that being the case, a lot of my guesses may be wrong, and I feel like I deserve a little bit of leeway in that. We'll we'll give you a moderate amount of slack. Okay, thank you. So, oh Jennifer, you sure made it complicated for us. I mean, these are some complex cat meows. They just, they, they have layers to them. So based on those layers and my limited knowledge of cat speak, um, I'm going to just take, take a whack at the first one. I think the first one is jealousy. I say that because it's kind of a sharp meow and it kind of sounds like that cat was, you know, had, had a little bit of uh, bad blood going on. My guess is random petting because it sounded to me kind of like a, hey, you're petting me now. Why? <laughs> um, yeah, so that was my first one. That's a good one. What's your second one? 
my second one uh my for for meow sample number two i thought fighting over the good spot and the reason i said that is because there's like this very annoyed sound that the cat makes at the very like towards the end of the clip it's kind of like like that like kind of like that that's that sounds like the the meow of a cat oh you're right an annoyed cat now i'm second guessing my first decision because the first one could have been one of the other ones well stick with what you have okay i'll stick with what i had the second one to me sounded like fighting over the good spot too fighting over the good spot yeah so uh emily what about clip number three Clip number three to me sounded like jealousy. Okay. Jealousy, yeah. I I heard an undertone of purring in that clip. So I thought it was random petting. Well, maybe you're right, Bobby. I don't know. You might be right. Okay, Jennifer, what's going on with your cat? What say ye? All right. So number one was, in fact... The meow of jealousy. How dare I be petting the other cat? Number two is the sound she makes when I pet her. She's a little chatty about it. Number three, fighting over the perfect place on the couch. All right, are you ready for the next round? The following scenarios are waking up in the morning and being just very chatty, hunger, and the third waking herself up from a bad dream, but blaming me for it, even though I am in no way affiliated with the bad dream. Sample one. Sample number two. And sample number three. Okay, so which was which? What was being a chatty morning cat? Waking up from a bad dream and hunger. Give you a moment to think about it. So Jennifer, I feel very strong that you should pitch this game show to the Game Show Network. And I think that it would really, really be successful. I'm enjoying it a great deal. Yeah, it's creating a lot of like debating and discussion between me and Emily. So we have a list on Bobby's phone and like with the what is what the situations are and which ones we think they are. We've we've gone back and forth several times. We've changed. We've changed some. We've we've kept some the same. We've I don't know. It, it, we've created new categories. It's very, it's very. Comp- we, I think we're overcomplicating it. There's no better time than yeah. now to overcomplicate something. But we are in agreement, actually. We on, are on all counts for this one, Bobby. What was the first one? It was unanimous. So the first one, Emily and I both agreed that it was waking up in the morning and feeling chatty. Yeah, that sounded like a chatty cat. Yeah, totally. And and, and I say that because the the meows were very like chipper fresh and kind of like ready for the day just Mm -hmm. you know not not influenced by any any negativity (laughs) right yeah um the second one we were both in agreement that it sounded 
like she was waking herself up from a bad dream and mad at Jennifer. Yeah, even though Jennifer had nothing to do with it. Uh, it seemed disgruntled. It sounded like a very grumpy meow. Yeah, and an accusatory meow. <laughs> so number three, we thought the number three clip sounded like hunger. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing left. And uh, it was kind of like all of the negativity all wrapped <laughs> up in one. <laughs> all right, let's find out if we're right. Are you ready? So that first one, you might have guessed, because it's particularly grating, is hunger. That's a hungry cat. The second one was waking up from a bad dream. And the third one was being chatty in the morning, talking back to me. Like, you're finally awake. Now things will happen, but that's not true. I'm probably more interesting asleep than awake. Alright, ready for the next round? So your three scenarios are mad that I won't sit down so that she can fall asleep on me, being very irritating and just petting her by rubbing her for the wrong way, and singing in the bathroom with the door shut. So which belongs with which? Okay, sample number one. Sample number two. And last meow, sample number three. So, which is which? Which is the horrific sound of me singing? The fact that I won't sit down when she wants to take a nap? Or rubbing her fur the wrong way? What belongs to what sound? Jennifer, thank you so much for aiding us by means of this game show in our getting to know each other better as a married couple because there are things that I'm discovering about Emily through this game that I don't think I've ever known in the 11 years we've been married. So uh, huzzah to you. Yeah, thanks, Jennifer. <laughs> so clip number one, Emily, what say ye? Um, that one sounded like she's mad that you won't sit down to let her fall asleep on you fall yeah yeah clip number one and i think clip number one is singing in the bathroom with the door shut oh. it just it sounded it sounded slightly muffled <laughs> i think isn't jennifer the one singing in the bathroom with the oh and the cat's reacting oh i don't know <laughs> I'm not sure. we'll have to ask later is oh so you're saying it's not the cat who is singing. No, I don't know. See, I don't, I don't know so. cats. I don't know if that's a thing. Maybe. They do. Well, we'll have to. We'll we'll get get okay. to the bottom of this okay. later. Okay. What about number two? Number two, for Emily and I was unanimous. Oh, that one we agreed on. We agreed on that for once. We agree <laughs> on something. That is being irritated by being pet the wrong way, mm. which I've just I I've experienced in in the last several weeks that we've had a brand new cat apparently there are no-no spots for petting <laughs> i didn't know that existed i had to find a meme um cat chart on like what what's an appropriate way to pet a cat because there is a wrong way to pet a cat yeah and a right way yeah, and they'll let you know yeah either way they will let you know <laughs> 
So are we on to number so three? No th- yeah, the clip, third one. Clip number three. That for myself was mad that oh mad that uh, Jennifer won't sit down so that the cat can fall asleep on her lap. <laughs> so and my guess was that um, the cat was outside the bathroom door while Jennifer was singing in the bathroom. We gotta figure that out. Yeah, we gotta. Okay, well, so we'll find out now what if we were right or not. Got it. Okay, so that first one. That horrific cry, that's the sound of when I sing, but I shut the door so she can't see what I'm doing and obviously I'm dying if I'm emitting such noises. Um, The second one was rubbing her fur the wrong way and just being really irritating. And the third was me not settling in so she could just fall asleep and take a nap on her human. You can tell that is very upsetting to her. So anyway, how'd you do? How well do you speak cat? Well, we got some wrong and we got some right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I appreciate what you've done for us, Jennifer, because I feel like it's been humbling to realize how little I know about this subject and therefore how little I will likely know about a lot of subjects um, in the future. And, And I thank you for that. Don't know much about cat meows. <laughs> Don't know much about other things. Yeah, it fell apart. But that was a good start, Emily. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, but thank you, Jennifer, for all of those cat clips and taking the time to do all of that. And that's the kind of thing that you will find on this little show called Dream Infringement. And perhaps you are driving on the freeway and you happened upon this station traveling to you know your destin a destination elsewhere and you're like what is this but then you were pleasantly surprised and for that we thank you for tuning in and maybe you're just a longtime listener miriam and scott and others for that we thank you as well yeah um and if you are a person with social media and you played this cat quiz game let us know how you did. How many did you get right? Yeah. Well, all you jellical cats, it's time <laughs> for us to go. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. That's a cat for it. Say it isn't so. Uh, this hour has come to its end, and you all might be hissing at us, at which is a, the sign that a, uh, that a cat generally is you know is disliking something yeah but retract those claws yeah because there's so much more dream infringement on the internet and also dream infringement to look forward to in the future that's true and perhaps this show is not your brand of um kid cat food I thought you were going to say perhaps. I'm sorry. (laughs) You messed me all up. I had some other stuff planned. Okay. Perhaps (laughs) this show is not your brand of uh, kitty food. If that's the case, then there are some other shows on KSKQ that would be perfect for you. Oh, that was that was bad. No, no, let's keep going. Okay. So stick around for One World Many Songs with DJ 
Leo? Yeah, and perhaps he's as big of a cat lover as the Dream Infringement crew, in which case, you're welcome, Leo, and we miss you very much. We miss your face, and we miss that award-winning smile. He's going to lay it down for you. He's got a lot of great songs that he picks uh, from all over the world, and he's just got a an absolutely, just an absolutely award-winning radio personality. Awards all around. Yes. Well, we'll see you next week, guys. Yeah, until then, meow. <laughs> that means goodbye. I was going to say ciao. <laughs> or we love you. Bobby loves you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, I love you. Bye. Bye.